Welcome to the RV Small Talk Podcast. In this episode, we're going to be talking about, well, how is Princess Craft, a small dealership in Central Texas, going to dig its way out of this most catastrophic of winter storms for Texas, obviously. But how are we going to do it? And we're also going to talk about the things that kept us sane in the freeze. We were all stuck home with nothing for about a week. So there are some silver linings there that we'll talk about. Mm, Optimism. I like it. And then we will add in a little meat to the matter. Meat? Mostly water. Because we're going to talk about... Potted meat? How to get fresh, drinkable water. Because that was a real struggle for literally everybody in our area. In almost all of Texas. Mm -hmm. So... We're going to talk about that because we thought that was very relatable to camping, which is what we have sure. all been doing this week. All right. Well, let's jump into that. Let me remind you that this week's sponsor is Truck Camper Magazine. They look out for you. They look out for us with fantastic product reviews, information, learning tools. If you're new to truck camping, if you're new to RVing, a lot of that information applies as well. So if you want to know how to use a camper go to truck camper magazine even if your camper isn't a truck camper truckcampermagazine.com or on facebook as simply truck camper magazine not only that if you just need inspiration for your trips if you'd want to hear about some fantastic travels near far way 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 over the horizon truck camper magazine gets people writing in all the time and they share these adventures so you need to go get inspired if you have learning go there truckcampermagazine.com we love you thank you so much truckcampermagazine.com welcome to the rv small talk podcast where we talk about trailers truck campers and the people places and adventures that go along with them we are your hosts from princess craft rv i'm Lindsay. I'm PJ. And I'm Clint. Thanks again for joining us for this episode, and let's dive right on in. Hey guys, how does it feel to be warm? Actually, I'm still a little cold, but I'm warmer. You know, I, I like it. I, I'm gonna have I'm gonna have some takeaways that this is gonna be a memory I will actually look back on fondly. I don't think that that's gonna be fair across the board. There are some people who really really got hit hard there's been some suffering and uh and we're gonna do our best as texans to rally around and 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 help them out but for my household this is actually going to turn into a memory i enjoy thinking about and talking about look at you mr positive i'm done for today Bye, <laughs> that's all the positive we get all right well what about the dealership i mean mm. we basically Yeah, on Saturday morning when we got here, we thought, okay, it's going to get bad. But by the time we got here, you couldn't walk in the door because the front patio was iced over. Yeah, we basically got here and and then shut it down. We're not doing this. We're going home. Yeah, and that's my day off, so I didn't have that experience. But I tell you what, if if I were up here, I would have I would have had a yet another instance of a busted tailbone. Well, yeah, well. It's. <laughs> it, I mean, it was unsafe. There's no way that anybody could pick up a trailer and drive off with it. I or mean, that's, should that's, pick up a trailer and drive off. I mean, we were worried insane. that somebody would yeah. try. We couldn't even drive ourselves. So yeah. So we, you know, turned off the lights and went home. 
and just got back today and it's it's kind of it's a I don't know later. it feels like a weird time warp yeah. yeah well we're not even open today we just had a handful of us come in to do some of the things because the roads are clear enough for most of us to drive but there are people who still don't have yeah. power and water yeah. restored mm-hmm. now there was so. some work that had to go on in the interim from home from cell phones and laptops what took place what happened last week that still had to be shuffled around well, you know, uh, not much because we didn't have internet most of the time. Occasionally it would drop in just a little bit, right? but we didn't have internet. Our phones worked, I would say, more than half the time. Our cell mm-hmm. phone data would work, but not always. Gosh, I couldn't text. Me I neither. I yeah. couldn't check weather. Me neither. I so couldn't do you anything. Just, you couldn't do anything. So uh, we just really hope that everybody here and everybody that was supposed to contact Princess Craft, you know, just could understand that had we were common down for sense the count. And didn't show yeah. up. Down for the count. Although the craziest thing, we had two deliveries over this like ice storm of campers like people show up with loads of trailers yeah deliveries to us from the manufacturers showed like up. Yes, yes calling uh pj on her cell phone saying okay we're here and can we're y'all like, come check these in we can't even no. leave our like we can't leave the driveway we can't we, i couldn't get there we couldn't get out of the driveway if it if we wanted to no. long haul I mean, truckers are a special breed uh, so, and they have a special set of skills. And they got those <laughs> campers here uh, from what I saw, no damage, and they unloaded them and put them in the gate. I mean, it was just insane to me. Well, it, it, Texas is really just got one highway going north to south, and it's I-35. And I-35, if there is sand to be had, it's going to go on 35, uh, right? Yeah, I agree. So they could come straight down and then go straight back up. Okay. What they couldn't do is go sideways. <laughs> which um, is where we all live. Yeah, yeah which is sideways parts. Yeah, right. <laughs> we are east-west from here. We yeah. don't live on I-35. So it's really uh, crazy that they got here. And uh, the only thing I could do is give them the gate code. And thank goodness we have a, a coded gate. Mm-hmm. And they let themselves in and drop things off and left. That's that. Isn't I mean, that crazy? You can't do much better than that considering all. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah, the trailers got here. They're they're safe. And so all the people that we had on the schedule this week to get their campers. um, Now, I guess that's the number one thing we have to do is reschedule everybody and try because, you know, they want their camp. Of course, they're understanding, but they want their campers. Right. They waited this long and then now they got to wait longer. So I think that might be the biggest challenge for us is trying to fit in new customers, plus the backlog of customers who didn't get their campers last week. When messages did make it through, when data worked for that brief instant and all that, did we actually Mm -hmm. have people contact trying to pick up their campers? I don't know, because I can't check our phone system. (laughs) Because our phone system is a VoIP system, so it's all internet. So I don't have a way on my cell phone to call in and Mm -hmm. check. I probably could have figured that out. But if we didn't, if I couldn't get on my computer right. with internet, I couldn't connect to the voice system. Yeah. So uh, it was, uh, it, it, it's just so strange it's, in 2021 yeah. to be completely cut off for a week. Yeah. So many layers. Completely cut off. Yeah. So many layers were really making things pretty much impossible. Yeah. It, it wasn't just one thing. It was three, five, seven, ten things all at once going, yeah, you're doing nothing. Yeah, <laughs> it's like okay, all right. When you just like up. keep trying the faucets, 
Did you do that? I did that. Oh yeah, I, yeah. I did not do that. I just I gave kept. Up. I just kept. Like every time I'd walk by, I'd just be like, maybe nope. <laughs> well, the way my neighborhood lost water pressure, um, you know, we were dripping faucets and all that. And then mm-hmm. you realize, hey, there's no more drips and all that. So then I just turned everything wide open. Mm-hmm. And and it felt like because I'm kind of halfway up the hill in our neighborhood. Mm-hmm. It felt like you could you could you could check with neighbors and realize that the higher up the hill was the earlier you lost it. So water pressure would just make sense. Gravity. So I just kept my my faucets open for the most part halfway. Mm-hmm. And let that pressure draw. That way I had more air in my lines mm-hmm. than water in my lines. More air, less likely for breaking. For and freezing, I did that yeah. for my hot water too. I turned off my, I have a gas mm-hmm. furnace, but it, definitely if you have electric and you still have electricity, right. you don't have a who cares? But if you don't, if you do have electricity, turn off the water heater. And I did, I just turned my gas okay, down to pilot. I saw a post on that too. Can you explain that to me? Because I understand why, but uh, my water heater is full of water, isn't it? Yes, but. So how can it burn up components when it's full of water? Uh, well, it's a boiler plate at the bottom of that water heater. And it's, and as long as it has either electricity or gas put to it is going to be heating that water to the point of steaming or boiling and it will boil off it'll steam off and eventually you won't if it's not refilling because there's no water coming into the house oh, then you're not going to have any water got and you're it. burn up especially if it's an electric it's going to okay. those electric elements are going to just destroy that water heater well i didn't turn mine off because i wasn't there and you had no power so it wasn't that big a deal Oh, that's true. Yeah, my water came back right after my power came back. Yeah, so, so you good. still had probably, I don't know, 30, 40 gallons of water-ish ballpark. Uh, okay. So you weren't in danger, really. Well, so many people went without electricity, which means they were without heat for a very long time. And Lindsay, you went through that for a few days. and But some people have gone all week without it. It's just yeah. frightening here. Right. And Princess Craft, which is what we're supposed to talk about, is like amazingly fine we had weird condensation yeah in weird places like mm. underneath some of the we chair were sweating mats. in places we never sweated yes. before <laughs> who sweats uh-huh. under your chair mats i mean Clint. really that was so weird i do little, little, and it wasn't everywhere it was just a few chair mats but it doesn't look like we lost power here i mean i guess there's no real way to tell yeah because we turned off all the computers so we don't really know right but uh, well, and and you know, the first thing I did when I came in was like, I'm going to go clean my food out of the refrigerator because mm-hmm. chances are power was off and who knows. Uh-huh. And I come back within a second gone. Everything's fine. There's no sign of condensation in there. No one opened mm-hmm. the door. Obviously, no one was here. Yeah. So even if it lost power for a short amount of time, it was fine. It was just a cooler at that point. Yeah. And we had some weird stuff like on the front wall where water had come in to we have bathrooms across the front wall and some water somehow would come in behind the sign, maybe. Okay. And in in that wall, because we had like the toilet paper was soaking Mm. wet. Oh, but the floor wasn't wet. Nothing else was wet. What? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> begs a lot of questions. Yeah, so many questions. I think a ghost came in here and just condensated on everything. Well, the so toilet paper holders are odd. metal, so they they cooled off at a different rate. So maybe the the toilet paper holders got really wet from condensation. I'm making stuff up. I'm yeah, I don't I don't know what happened, but uh, it, it and we have most of the staff in warm places with running water that you have to boil, of course. But you know, hey, right. it's progress. But the you know. 
not all of us are there yet. Yeah. And so, which is the reason we we didn't even try to open today. Yeah. We are here to just get a few basic things in order, be sure we're ready for next week. I hope it'll warm up. We will actually be warm in here because it's pretty stinking cold. Oh, and our new ACs that we're getting, yes. remember? Yes. And they left our old system intact until the next phase, which was coming up right. last week to turn on the new, turn off the old. Well, the old isn't working anymore. Well, it's an air conditioner. So. Wait, it's a heater, too. Oh, okay. We have no heater? We have no heater. That's why it's cold in here. Oh, I just figured it's always cold in here. That's no. it. All of us it's with really little kids cold are bringing in here. our kids in here. All that activity will warm this place <laughs> right on up. So our old system isn't working. Our new system isn't working. I don't know. You know, next week's going to be interesting. That's why we're so cold, Lindsay. Oh. Mm. We're I, just used to I, being cold. Yeah, I guess I just <laughs> didn't realize to, that. Hard to notice, but... Uh, all right. We but have we're a few okay. hurdles. Yes. And our water's running. All good. So we'll, we'll pull it back together next week. We lo it looks like the building is largely fine. Just a little thing on the exterior of the building in the back, yes. water-wise. Yes. And what I expect next week is a flood of calls. Yes. With people with broken uh, broken pipes on their RVs. Because the the RV antifreeze, there was not enough to be had. Yeah. Uh, the, our service center is going to be inundated yeah, yeah it's yes. gonna be crazy well i'll tell you what i'm i regret to inform you right now but um my my line on the phone system is broke too <laughs> <laughs> yeah. if you, you wish if you are you anywhere wish. in texas or anywhere i mean there's other states that were impacted by this oh, but oklahoma got a bad please yes. have some patience with your rv service department yeah. wherever you are because we can only work so fast. Yeah. Well, we're going to be ready. Yeah. We're going to contact people and communicate as best as we can. We're going to do our very, to... very best because, you know, that's what we do. Yeah. Yeah. So, so moving on to our actual homes and where we hunkered down. Um, hunker. Seems like, I mean, we're still. <laughs> I, I don't hunker. You okay? don't hunker? I don't hunker. You don't hunker in your bunker? Mm -hmm. Nope. Hunker. Nope. Okay. Well, I hunkered. <laughs> I don't even know what a hunker Did is you, at this point. Do you, do you hunker over yonder? Yes, way over there. Where, where is yonder? Over. It was, it's never it. here is what I've learned. Yeah. Yonder is never here. Get Any away place from me. Here. I'm going to establish a town. It's going to be yonder. Oh, wouldn't that be fun? Mm -hmm. Yonder yeah. town. Yeah, and I'm going to like put a big old suspension bridge over it. So it can literally be over yonder. Yonder oh, wow. mail. Mm-hmm. And we're going to have like hot yonder air cafe. Mm -hmm. Okay. Focus guys. Focus. Okay. <laughs> okay. So obviously it was hard, but what are, what are the things that are going to be good memories from this time for you? What are you going to look back in a few years and talk to you? Hey, you remember, remember 2021? Remember that ice storm? Drinking whiskey with icicles in them. Mm -hmm. Oh, mm -hmm. yeah. Naturally decorative. Yeah, well, it was interesting. It was funny. And then you could use the icicle to, like, stir it, you know? I don't know. It made you feel fancy. But, like, <laughs> in an apocalyptic kind of way. In, in a yonder kind yeah. of way. As broke as broke can get, bougie. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> bougie broke. Yeah, well, we ended up also with snow that was really dry, so dry it would not stick together. The at, most beautiful was, powder I've ever, 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 ever seen, seen in this It was neck incredible. Of the woods. But you couldn't build a snowman. And then we got ice. <laughs> yeah. 
So you couldn't build a snowman. So we built a snow lizard. So on, under so the first wave that hit us was a wet freezing. It was, it was just ice. It was freezing just rain. So, so how thick do you think that ice on the bottom was? Like Half two inches. Two, oh, no, two inches. Oh, uh, I don't know. It was maybe that's an, an inch. inch. Okay. I don't know. Okay. It was <laughs> like that. Okay. <laughs> that much. Folks, if you if you can't see us because this is a podcast, she's holding her fingers this far apart. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> About an inch. <laughs> um, okay. And then, then we had what in any year would be rare, but really rare, a second snow event in Central Texas. And this wasn't a snow event. This was a snowstorm. Yeah. It was crazy. We got like six seven inches and i i hear you folks of powder you're, snow you're not in texas in texas if you're not in texas bear with us yeah <laughs> okay we we get it but we're we all snow babies yeah we're snow babies there there's entire generations not just agents but generations of people who have been in texas their entire life and they've never had to deal with this never across the from Mm-mm. tip top to left right the whole state has never had to deal with this I've never had to deal with this. My parents haven't. My grandparents haven't. My great grandparents haven't. You You're go making me feel old. I didn't say which category you would have been in. <laughs> but but and if that's the case that, that there are that many generations that have never had to deal with an event like this in Texas. Even if you're outside Texas, there are generations who have never seen Texas have to deal with an event like this. Well, everybody keeps calling it on the news stations a generational snow. And I'm like, it's a generational? Multi-generation. Because I'm like, wait, isn't a generation like 20 years? 25 years? I've always, yeah, 20, 40, you know, something. Or, or maybe that, that age of, you know. No, I have never, ever, ever seen it stay below freezing with two ice storms and a snowstorm mm-hmm. for a whole week below freezing yeah. i have never seen anything like yeah. that here and you, and you wonder why never. wasn't texas infrastructure prepared for this well there's well, been because, no precedence ever yeah. for it for our infrastructure to prepare for this. there was never a reason to be like wisconsin or michigan or yeah you know, so now Montana. we've established that it was really pretty outrageously crazy yeah but okay so so we had that lower layer of ice on the bottom we had this beautiful snow Mm-hmm. It made no sense on top then of that. Then it iced over again. And then we had another freezing rain right well, on top of that. <laughs> well, it wasn't right on top of that. It was three or four days later, but, but the, the, the snow left. was still there. Right. And then it iced over on top of that. And then mm-hmm. it was dangerous to walk in. Yeah. Because you couldn't tell how far you'd fall or where you'd fall or. Yeah. Because every step you'd drop six inches. Yeah. And so it was a beautiful crackly situation. Oh, yeah. It did make all kinds of noises. But it's insulating itself. If you think about it, you have an ice layer, you have a an air-filled snow layer, and then you have another layer of ice on top of that. It was insulating itself. Well, hmm. it was crazy. It, it was nuts. It so, was crazy. So back back to the fun stuff. I, tell me about this lizard, the snow lizard you made. They well, were we were very serious about it. We were because it was a day or do. two ago. <laughs> yeah, it was. Was it yesterday? It was yesterday Yes, where it was starting to warm up. It was like 34 degrees or something. The sun was out. We had cleared a little spot on the back patio steps and we're sitting on the steps drinking coffee. And I said, "Okay, well, what do you regret? And so we started talking about how we wish we could build a snowman. And so all of a sudden, Richard gets up, grabs a shovel and starts shoveling all this stuff into a pile, Uh you know, and I'm like, 
he's lost his mind. Just let him go. I don't know what he's. Why are you shoveling off? The Grab pa- me another whiskey circle. This is yeah, going to be fun to watch. You, no <laughs> reason to <laughs> shovel off the patio. And then he gets down on his hands and knees and starts patting the snow. And I said, finally said, what are you doing? He says, comforting well, it. I'm going to make a lizard. And oh. I was like, oh, great idea. <laughs> so we were at it. Sold on it. Yeah, it was fun. Well, and those and big pieces giant. of broken, flat, broken ice were perfect for, you made like uh, stegosaurus style fins. Yes, we put little jagged tops on it. And and the eyes were made out of the tops of their solar lights that stick in the ground. Oh, fun. He just pulled mm-hmm. two of them up and stuck them in yeah. there as his eyes. <laughs> and then you put little teddy bear ears on the top. That was kind of weird, but it hey. was a, It was a bear lizard gator. Okay. <laughs> Snake. Okay. Yeah. Pig. So so we're gonna have a picture of this, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Right, I have so one. It was fun. And okay. then the kids came out and they thought it was fun for about twenty seconds. Uh-huh. And then they wanted to sit and ride on it. And then once they figured out that was cold, they were done. Mm-hmm. No one likes cold biscuits. I guess. That's why we have heated seats in our vehicles. Well he was well, we have vi- he was vintage a cold heated lizard. seats too. So. He was a cold-hearted lizard, but <laughs> we had fun making him. That's what it's all about. Yeah, yeah. Okay, anything, what other things? What other kind of comes to mind on good memories to come from um, 2021 ice storm, snow? I don't know. Storm. Honestly, none until I got to my parents' house. Really? Yeah, really. It was like pure survival with no power and no water. It wasn't. How long before you got there? To my parents' house? Yeah three days mm. and i know that mm. it's not that long no that's like, that's hard but that's hard and well and my dog can't walk in it mm-hmm. so he, he was just going to the bathroom inside so i was just wandering around yeah. cleaning up his messes and the kids were cold and yeah. their noses were red and we could see our breath inside the house and i it was not fun at all i mean the kids were fine really um but then when we got to my parents' house, they had no water, but they had heat. And then it was like, okay, I can get out of like freak sure. out mode. And then we had a lot of fun. We like made obstacle courses around their house. Oh, that was fun. That was really fun. Yeah, idea. that sounds like a blast. They had to like crawl under chairs and push toilet paper rolls with their noses. And then they had to... Oh, you should have told me. We, I we I had some of the weights and like they had to like lift a five pound weight five times and then they had to throw Hop a snowball the into the cups. basket yeah. Yeah. and then they had to i don't remember hop over cups yeah and they did that for mm, two hours a hour long and a half. time so fantastic they got bored so i'd sit in one of the chairs um that they had to crawl around and stop them every time and ask them a question. And so I'd ask them like math questions or reading questions mm-hmm, and then mm-hmm. let them go. And I think that was that was my son's favorite part. At one point, he just wanted to get through the obstacle course so he could come and answer a question because it felt like. Yeah. Well, it you, felt like Legends of the Hidden Temple type of stuff. Super you know? cool. <laughs> like, super. Well, he also he is so competitive. We played a lot of Uno. Mm-hmm. He really likes a board games. A lot of yeah. Uno. We played Uno. We played. Um, my kids learned how to stack up dominoes and then topple them over. Fun, yeah. Because they've never really done that before. Um, and we have giant dominoes. Yeah, we have a huge. domino set like that's blind like blind person dominoes. It's like no bigger than that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever that is. What's well, blinder than blind? Can't see. Super. Just make, is that kind of like when somebody's deaf, if you just talk louder? Yes. Well, I find that works for foreigners too. Yeah, right. <laughs> they appreciate it. If you it. don't know the language, just oh, talk louder. But it was, it was fun. 
that part was fun. And then, yeah, I think I'll also remember the other thing is just the way that uh, my neighborhood's Facebook group completely blew up. And it wasn't just like five people whining about lights i mean it was like okay do you need this all right i'll be right over um i'm out of diapers okay i'll come over here which store is open this store is open i need a ride okay you come over here okay we have this right and i mean entire industries were built up in by neighborhood you had people who were willing to be the four-wheel drive trucker and and busser you had people who were willing to check door by door because they had some skill set yeah a guy was wandering around with his uh water shut off tool and Mm -hmm. just like going and turning off everybody's water and yeah. like because nobody else knew how to do it i mean i don't know how to turn off the main valve water thingy for my house i do i just let my neighbor think he's turning off his water and he turns off mine there you go <laughs> <laughs> see what happened at my house is the whole neighborhood had water except for my street because the hydrant busted mm. or something you know so i have I a never theory had- that that may actually have saved your pipes i yeah, but I didn't have water before everybody else lost water. Mm-hmm. Lucky. <laughs> but I don't have any burst pipes and other people in the neighborhood do. Yeah. So I don't know. Anyway, yeah, some good things. But um, I'm not going to lie. The first few days were I, I don't have a lot of good memories in that. That was yeah. terrible. So <laughs> this comes back to so many times. I always say this probably too often. The worst camping trips turn into the best stories. And this kind of fits that same kind of mode to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I love being on this side of the event and feeling like yeah we we made that we, we survived did it. That. <laughs> yeah we you know? did that and and no we aren't pioneers and uh you know ticonderoga wagon something or other i'm not sure the ticonderoga is ticonderoga a type of wagon what are you talking about Anyways, I, I don't even I'm know what a, that is i'm not a settler trying to cross over the oregon trail and dying of dysentery um <laughs> But I did did survive this and, and looking back, you know, I, no, I didn't have water, didn't have electricity and didn't have internet or data. Fantastic. Made things uncomfortable. But when I needed water, I had a whole backyard of it. All I had to do was do some pioneer style work for it. Yeah. Yeah. And (laughs) shoveling snow was kind of fun because it was so light. Yeah. Like it felt like shoveling clouds. (laughs) And when you boil it down, it doesn't make very much. (laughs) I heard them explain that most snow is 10 to one, which means 10 inches melts down to one inch of water. But ours was 20 to one. That was so fluffy. It was so so fluffy. I felt like it was like when you put, um, when you cook spinach. Yeah. Yeah. Like you, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where you go? Get a big handful this pot and, then, and it's done. Like, like, oh, a little bit. Entire pot now one wad of chew. Yep. Yeah, but we had those giant pitchers, you know, like you'd yeah. make drinks in, and we go out and just scoop the snow and put it in these big storage. And tubs. one person would get a cup and of something. It was, it was, it was easy. It wasn't yeah. hard to do, um, and we had probably, oh, I don't, what did you say, ten inches outside the back door. Easy. Yeah, yeah ten inches you know for a long ways that was clean it was just on patio so it was easy to scoop up and not have to get in the dirt it wasn't icy up until near the end so it really was easy and you know i talked to when i talked to people around the country they're like oh yeah we were iced in for three days once i'm like guys you realize this is seven days we're going on a full week of sitting yeah. here with no power, no water, no nothing. Yeah. And we don't we, and we don't have, have any kind of help. Seven days. Yeah. Yeah. We don't yeah. have snow plows or salt for the roads or yeah. 
anything. I had the wrong shovels for shoveling snow. You know, a sharpshooter's not as efficient. <laughs> Wait, there's snow shoveling snow shovels? Yeah. Shovel yeah. snow shovels? Yeah, 90-year-old man yeah. across the street had one, so I went to town on his driveway for him. Oh, yeah, like uh, like in Home Alone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Good That's the first thing I thought of. Really? Yeah, you can whack a burglar across the face with one really good. That and paint cans. Yes. <laughs> now we know. Anyway. Most cringy moment of that entire show, uh, Home Alone movie tell me, was, tell me. was the nail. <gasps> oh. the, the nail on the step. Yeah, have you seen a doctor's breakdown of the damage that each one of those? Why would you watch that? Because that's what's interesting to an adult. Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, that's a Clint style adult. Okay, so we had, so we had After some, seven days of snow bound, we have just deteriorated to all kinds of crazy conversations. Yeah, well, it's fine. It's fine. But we do have some positive takeaways, right? We do. We have some we memories do. that are good. And I think this is going to inform some of the things that my family does moving forward. Maybe we'll be better about using water and electricity in the house. I've always gone around the house being like the guy who turns off lights. Maybe mm-hmm. my family will come on board. Maybe. You know, um, maybe I will keep on using brackish water to flush the toilet. Who knows? Probably not. No, 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 no. No, <laughs> no but seeing how much water it takes to flush a toilet is just mind blowing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, how fast you can go through one of those giant tubs if mm-hmm. you flush it too often. You know, and I was and I wondered this on the live stream yesterday. All the people who, who said the heck with toilet paper and getting a, a bidet after the coronavirus toilet paper shortage. How badly did oh. that go for people who mm. went that route? Well, I bet you, you still have some toilet paper. I mean, or some old socks. Yeah. <laughs> you know, since we had heat, we just didn't have water uh, throughout this. Um, the cringiest part for me was when you didn't flush the toilet because we were saving. Mm-hmm. Yeah, trying to be judicious. Yeah. Uh, with the water we had collected and flushing the toilets. And oh my gosh. You just don't appreciate toilets that flush until they don't. Right. And then you're like, right. oh, we, we create so yeah. much awful stuff. Yeah, you, yeah. humans are dirty. Dirty animals. <laughs> just, I just, humans are dirty. Yeah. So, I don't know. We all have learned uh, to appreciate things a Absolutely. little bit more. Absolutely. We came out, I think, we on the other side, for the most part, those of us who are at least in this room, we've come out somewhat better for it. Certainly learned a few things, that's for sure. But I hope that we can actually come up with some things so that when people are camping, they can learn how to have safe water Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and how to get there if they ever find themselves in a difficult position. Yeah. Which, you know, sometimes you get to a campsite and the water smells terrible. Yeah. Or you put it in your cup and it looks terrible. Right. I mean, I'm really glad that this week, we're going to talk about some ideas to take care of that, that, it, you know, some of them are pretty easy and you can do them anywhere. So sure, sure. That'll be one of our takeaways from seven days of camping in our houses. Well, let's let's go ahead and jump right into that because water is foundational. We, absolutely. We absolutely have to have it. And we we learned to work for it a little bit more this this go around. So the number one thing that, that has happened in our respective communities, because we don't necessarily all three of us live close to each other. Nope. Um, is uh, we we had to make sure the water was potable, potable, mm-hmm. potable, potable. I've heard it both ways. I say it wrong each way. It's like a USB. You're going to flip it over three times before it actually works. <laughs> you mean an USB? 
Yeah, an husband. <laughs> yes. So so we had to make our. So I don't know. I heard somebody else debate whether it was potable or potable. Yeah. And uh, they decided it was like how to spell gray. Oh. Yeah, but that depends on what part of the world you live in. So it depends on maybe what part of the Across country the you're pond, in. Do you call gray. it potable or potable? It's p- I see a survey coming yeah. on. It's pecanable or pecanable. <laughs> it it's is not, not pecanable. Well, no. Get out with pecan. <laughs> and it's not pecan. Can you can you believe this guy? I know. Jeez. Uh, You're from Texas. I Come on. Me. You can't talk about <laughs> pecan. <laughs> Gross. Okay. So what did what did we learn uh, in our research and our living over the past week on how to make water ready for consumption? And obviously, you don't have to go through all these steps to wash something, uh, you know, a human body or to wash plates and dishes necessarily, but to consume, to ingest. If you're going to brush your teeth, um, even giving water to your pets. Uh-huh. Um, you want to make sure it's safe or, yeah, drinking water for you. And I think, yeah, I think this is really important because I know I struggle with this being when it's cold outside, you don't drink as much water. Um, and so it's easy to get dehydrated, especially if you have to work hard for safe water. Um, yeah, you just have to just have to do it and make sure you drink enough water when it's cold because we all forget to drink water when it's cold. And you may think, okay, I've actually not done anything, but even at rest, our bodies perspire. We lose a lot of moisture through our skin, mm-hmm. just a whole lot. Yep. And and we're so used to it from day one of living that, that it's no big deal. We don't think about it. But this is why they recommend, I don't know, something, I wish I'd looked this up, something like two waters per, per, two waters, two gallons per person a day, technically, is what you're shooting for. Like to drink? Well, for, for just for preserving your life yeah. in that day, for, for I think drinking. It's and, half the amount of ounces. Oh, we're getting scientific now? Yeah. <laughs> of your weight. I really like how we're experts. So if you weigh 200 pounds, you're supposed to drink 100 ounces. Okay. Which seems like a ridiculous amount to me. Yeah, but if you think about it, there's moisture in a lot of stuff that we that we consume anyways. Right. And I think it still adds up. Like if if you have something you're eating, I think that moisture counts. Probably. It may be hard to get that. And maybe that is for optimum health. Yes. That certainly isn't for what you need for staying alive. Yeah. Survival health so. is not the same thing as going for optimal health. <laughs> right, We're not right. going to be entering a, an and, Atlas or Mr. Herculean man yes. competition or anything like and that. And if you're Tom Brady, I think he drinks an ounce for every pound of body weight. Okay. All right. So how so do we make safe go. water? Safe water. Okay. I think the first thing is find a source that the best source you can for collecting it. Now we were collecting snow. Most of us for better part of the week, that was our best source we had. And wouldn't snow be clean? No, not necessarily because it does pick up whatever is falling down through, through the atmosphere. Okay. Um, And in a large urban area, that's going to be not just air. But, but pollution, pollution and, all that. And, and whatever's coming from the different plants around. OK, but when I am looking for potable water, the one thing that I worry about that they say you have to really pay attention to is the bacteria and the viruses. OK, OK. So are you is it going to get bacteria and virus coming through the air? Bacteria? Yeah, absolutely can be there. Sure. OK, I would think it would be just fine. I know that you can get bacteria and stuff like that out of river water. Uh huh. 
And I mean, let's face it, the number one way to kill all that stuff in water is going to be to boil it. Right. Right. And that's going to be our Just first boil it. Our first thing, a uh, first suggestion. So actually, even before first suggestion of boiling, let me call this half suggestion. When, when you've got it, when you've got it from the ice state, from uh-huh. the snow state, and before you get it into the pot to boil, this is a good time to actually filter. And this is not the order I was doing it last week. So I doing some research today before the podcast. They actually recommend to filter before boil. Because that's going to get out any big pieces of things. Right. Sediment and things like that, that you, that if you boil it could actually break down more and and whatnot or release that some makes stuff sense. into, yeah. let's say, let's say it, it, some of the snow came off of a tree branch or whatever, and it was a sickly tree branch. Let's just make this up while we're going. Okay. <laughs> let's make and, it up. And I boil it before, uh, before I filter it. Well, some stuff from within that, that bark or whatever that came off in the snow has come out, leached out of that sediment into the water and that won't filter out. Right. Whereas I would have got it if I'd filtered first. Okay. So, all right. That makes perfect sense. Um, I used, I used coffee filters because I had those. Oh, so is this like our coffee podcast where you filtered it all through socks? I mean, <laughs> who doesn't like a good feta cheese flavored coffee in the morning? What? <laughs> what? Gross. Oh. Hey, that okay. reminds me. When I left, you were going to make uh yeah, it hadn't happened yet. I, I had to order some cheesecloth. Okay. I want to make uh, cottage cheese yeah. with my daughter at home because why not? It's just something to do. And we had to order cheesecloth to do that. Cheesecloth would be a great thing to have in your camper because you could filter anything with cheesecloth. Yeah. yeah. That would be a great thing to filter mm-hmm. your water with. Sure. You can do a lot of stuff with cheesecloth. What about a dryer sheet? No, it's got stuff uh, in it. <laughs> it'll smell it's, great. No, no <laughs> okay. that adds. What about an more... unscented dryer sheet? I don't know. I mean, you're, you're looking for soft water, huh? <laughs> it still has stuff in there. To soften These are the valid water. questions. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's got it's got stuff in it. So, okay. but a paper towel, mm-hmm. if it was like flannel, flannel. What about mm-hmm. just like a t-shirt? Yep. Yes, mm-hmm. as long as it's clean. I would, I would layer it, maybe have a few layers to go through so filter first if you can to get the sediment out and then boil now in my research when it comes to boiling i still say boil because it's a very visual you don't need a thermometer sort of thing to do you know it has reached the point that will negatively affect most bacterias and viruses if it's boiling right now the cdc says to boil it for one minute but mm-hmm. at, we, a, at normal elevation yeah well Close to sea level. How's that? Yeah, normal elevation. <laughs> 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 now, I'm if I were to go on the WHO website, um, then they who? break down. Yeah, who? Um, they break down which bacteriums and viruses survive up to what temperature if you are if you are heating water, and Ooh. none of the temperatures listed here in in all these studies. And I'll try to include this PDF link in the show notes. Um, none of them are actually as high as boiling. None really? Of none of them on this list. And so I if would, you boil for, I, I would assume that they're saying boil it for one minute just to be sure people boil it. Yeah. Actually just boil watch, it. Yeah, yeah. See bubbles yeah, for See a enough minute. bubbles. Yeah. And a they rolling don't see, boil. Yeah. They yeah. don't see one little bubble yeah. come up and say, oh, done. Yeah. So a, a rolling boil. Now, so that's that's exactly what what I'm saying. I still suggest boiling because you know you got it there. Okay. But- you don't technically need it that 
hot, but how else are you going to tell if you don't have how a do thermometer? you know? Yeah, you know. So, yeah, boiling is just the best just visual way. Yeah, just just boil it. Just boil it, and then uh, and then let it cool down. Don't cool it down by adding ice because you might be adding something else to it. Right. Put it in clean container, and if you can, seal that container off because you don't you know you don't want any chance of introducing something else back in now we talked about some other ways that are out there for campers in particular mm-hmm. yeah, other I, was, than boiling. I was about to say um you know of course there's there's always build a fire to boil water but in in my situation having no gas stove i had no way to boil water uh-huh. i had no propane no gas mm-hmm. so what are what's another way that you can make water safe without heat okay um which way do you all want to tackle first the the chemical way or the or the the camping filter hiking mm, let's, filter? Chemicals. Let's, let's chemical because that's what mm, something delicious i think that is the next <laughs> most popular way it's to get easy. safe water yeah and it's something super easy you could throw in your camper just for emergencies Prep. you might yes. even have it in your your camper anyways because the first way to use chemicals is actually household unscented unscented household bleach yes mm-hmm. and I, I I know that that works. I would have to be really desperate. I would put the chlorine tablets stuff, right? mm-hmm. in it. Yeah. And it, you know, it's so many drops per gallon and whatever mm-hmm. of a certain percentage of bleach because bleach is all different percentages, right. just like alcohol. Yeah. Be careful when you get that so, new bleach where they like there. It's in the smaller bottles and it's mm-hmm. like that concentrated. concentrated bleach. Ooh, you know, scary. don't use that like normal bleach. You'll be screwed. Yeah. Yeah. So. I mean, I just have to say that's doable, yeah. but I would have to be at home and have internet to be sure I'm doing the right thing right. and be very careful with it. But there's such a simple way to do that if you just have the little the tablets, tablets, chlorine tablets, uh-huh. um, that it, it's it got the little directions on the box. Mm-hmm. It, it stores in your medicine cabinet mm-hmm. or whatever little safety box you have in your trailer, super easy. And the directions are there. You drop it in a gallon of water, let it sit for however long, and you're good to go. You know why I love this is this is very campable and hikeable. Let's say you, you're camping super and you easy. go on a it's long hike. <laughs> Put it in your pocket or your backpack and you have the solution with you. And and I'm going to try to include this. This is a cdc.gov uh web page i'm going and it has boiling and disinfectors it has the breakdown on how many drops i'm not mm-hmm. going to talk about how many drops right now look up the website <laughs> but another thing that you'll find hikers use is iodine tablets yes yes so what's the difference t- between an iodine tablet and a bleach tablet one makes your teeth wire and <laughs> <laughs> one doesn't i don't know it's just a different uh type of treatment yeah to kill bacteria and viruses that's all. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Just a different type of treatment. And, you know, this kind of reminds me of those little life straws you can buy. Okay, so that's going on to filtration versus mm-hmm. a chemical thing. Yeah, That's absolutely. right, but another hiking wonderful thing to have with you Love in them. case you get out there, you drop your water bottle, and all of a sudden you've got another 10-mile hike. It's mm-hmm. 90 degrees outside, and you've got no water. Yeah. Now, what that will do is it will clear out, obviously, sediment. Because it's a filter system. Those right. life straws, it's a filter system. It has usually two or three stages and it gets down to like 0.1 microns or something like that. Something really small. Yes. And that'll get out most sediments. It'll actually get out most bacteria. It may or may not get out most virus viruses because viruses are so small. 
But if you're way, way, way out there in the backcountry hiking with one of these things, you're going to have less chance of running across viruses anyways, unless, of course, there's a dairy farm upstream. But yeah, <laughs> but it's it's the bacteria that most people worry about when yeah, you get out there, the Giardia uh-huh. and things like that that right. can run through that river. Or so the anyway, microscopic organisms, protozoa. But when I watch mm-hmm. Naked and Afraid, they said that you can drink the water that because it, if it's coming out from the ground. Well, that's spring water. Yes. Because it's coming from underneath the earth and it's coming. So they said, yeah, they filter it and filters through the rocks. Yes. Okay, so so that that's another thing is is just like the caves that you went to this past Mm -hmm. month. I guess. Mm Water that's come through like limestone and all that, it limestone's a great filter. It It just takes forever to get to you. But yeah, if you're on the underside of that and it's dripping down, yeah, collect it. Yeah, spring water that comes up. But once it runs down the side of the hill and into the stream, then it can have all kinds of things. Sure. Why? Because because everything down that hill is a dung beetle. Yes. Or yeah, I mean or all kinds of fishes and things living and but yeah. coming up from the ground, it's not gonna have all that in it. So that's great water. I mean, a lot of the water, the the bottled water, they say is straight spring water that they tap down <laughs> to the spring. And I'm like, Okay. You can play with words so much if you're a water so, bottling company. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway. Okay, so what about this other one that that it's not it's maybe not as easy, but distilling water. It's doable. Yeah, absolutely. And it makes them extremely clean water. Now, what it won't have in it, when you're boiling water and uh, when you're distilling water, you're getting maybe some less minerals, you know, good minerals. The thing thing to me is that if I am like camping, I don't know how to distill water. Well, you do if you read a little website. Well, <laughs> why don't you tell me? Since we have a podcast, yeah. Okay, how do you so, do it? So, um, I am not. I'm no distiller. I've made no. I've made no white lightning or mm. anything like that. Good to <laughs> but, know. Fun but, fact. Yeah. So, um, in my mind, um, what you're doing is you're basically taking the water you're boiling or evaporating off water, and the water that gets evaporated goes up another pathway and collects and condensates and drips down. Okay, yeah, and I get that, but how do I do? I have the gear to do that. Do I need special gear? How do can I do that with you stuff that do, I have? Yeah, you can do that with uh, with very small camp cookware. Absolutely. Okay. So, like, how you, do I do that? Like, take the lid off every now and then and let it drip into something else. That'd be a slow method, but yeah, just a lot like, of people I don't know how to do it. Yeah, a lot of people like dig a little hole and put their put their boiling pot down that, and then they'll uh-huh. kind of cover it, and then the cover will be kind of conical shape if you will or uh-huh. triangular shape and so it'll condensate in that cover but the cover will be larger than the pot below it to uh-huh. one side and the drip will travel to a collection container uh, a few inches or so away haven't you ever seen moonshiners uh no yeah and this is something that uh that i've seen on like man versus wild and all that doing and they will do that with don't hit me y'all don't throw stuff at my head this is what they, they will do this in certain environments that will allow the heat will allow this to happen is they'll do this with urine and they will they will distill water out of urine. Mm-hmm. OK, but it sounds like you still need to have some conical piece of equipment with they use like a tube coming on. They use leaves because this is man versus wild. Bear grills. Mm-hmm. OK. Rawr. All right. Well, I'm just saying this is off my list of doables. 
because I'll just die. I do not know how to to build a conical distillery from leaves. Uh, Well, conical is probably the wrong word. You just need something kind of leaf shaped that will collect steam from above the boiling pot and direct it to a drip pot. Okay. Well, whatever. Not doing it. (laughs) Not experimenting with that. I want tablets or I want to boil it or Mm -hmm. I kind of like... The method, now, I know that there's ways you can use the sun. If you have, say, a, a plastic bottle okay. and it's clear all uh-huh. the way through mm-hmm. and you put water in it, they say, or or I have read, that you can put that out in the sun for four hours mm-hmm. and it's going to kill the bacteria and viruses yeah. that are in it yeah. from UV rays. Yes. And so you, it's a basic UV Yes. Filter type water treatment. Is yes. that is that true? Absolutely works for little organisms mm-hmm. and absolutely works for a lot of the bacteria out there. Does not necessarily work so well for the viruses out there. They hmm. they oftentimes can hold up fairly well under that. But you're going to find that UV filtration or sterilization or I don't, it's not filtration. Um Disinfecting? Disinfecting? Yeah, there. We'll use that. How's that? Um, (laughs) There probably is difference in all those, but I don't know what they are exactly. UV is a great way to go. If you can keep your water from evaporating away from you, then yeah. Because when I'm way out there camping and all that, um, or backpacking, I am somewhat less concerned with the viruses than I am the bacterias and the protozoas and other organisms that are out there. So yeah, why not? Yeah. Okay. You know, in, in all of this, it it reminds me that when you do these processes, people oftentimes don't like the flavor of the water after mm-hmm. it's been filtered, which, I mean, who cares? You have water. You can reintroduce that, you know, something of a more pleasant drinking experience back if you basically bring air back into that filtered water. So you'll have people who will just kind of take two, two uh, vessels of water or two, two vessels and they'll just... Pour Swish it back, and, back forth and forth several times, and that will basically bring water, uh, air, oxygen back into it. Or they'll use like a, a little, little bit, bit of salt, of salt. Mm-hmm. yeah, and that will that. go a long ways. And your body's going to need salt anyways, particularly if you've been active. So really, we're talking about two different processes here. There's filtration, which is going to take out the nasty smells, mm-hmm. the chlorine, mm-hmm. and all the like minerals and calcium and all that. Mm-hmm. So you don't have any of the bad stuff but it takes out the good stuff because that's what your water filters do going on to your to your rv but what we're really talking about is purification safe. we need safe yeah so purifying your water to kill the bacteria hopefully the viruses they're a little trickier they're a little harder mm-hmm. but all the things that will really introduce bad things into your gut and yeah. make you sick yeah so here's here's what I would like. And and we mentioned the life straws. I love those products. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I actually have a kind of a life straw as another manufacturer style bag that you mm-hmm. can fill up and it's like several it's a couple gallons. Right, right. But here's the deal. These are things that we would recommend that you have in your camper. Some some combination of these. You know? Okay. Now those those tablets, they can go bad. Um, they don't make the best tasting water. So if you're going to use them just because you have them before they go bad, strong coffee is my suggestion. <laughs> M- make, make strong coffee with that water to, with that. To, co- to, to cover it up. But those are the, make sure that you have some idea, some combination of these filters or tablets with you and that you practice with them. Um, 
And yeah, stay healthy. Yeah. And Get hydrated. Some- yes. yes. <laughs> Definitely. Well, I think I would put a few of these together. That's my plan. And then I'm going to make coffee because I'm going to filter it because a lot of times that would take a lot of it out. Yes. And then I might even, I don't know, do you do a tablet of chlorine and then filter it? I think I think I start with filter first to get the sediment out. Even, yeah, filter even, then purify. Yeah, and, and then it, strong coffee. Yeah, yeah, which will have a filter, hopefully, unless it can, unless it's camp. <laughs> you coffee. guys should have seen yeah. that face. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> exciting. If you want to go overboard with the filters, you really can't. <laughs> yeah. Well, the 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 links that actually will tell you all the details that you want to know, and not just our quirky overview, will be in the show notes, so you can check that out at rvsmalltalk.com. along with pictures of the snow lizard. Mm, oh, okay. Did y'all name him? No, we didn't. Uh, my daughter named him Barbecue. <gasps> lizard Barbecue. But she names everything Barbecue. <laughs> <laughs> That explains it. <laughs> it explains Aww, what? It's so cute. What's his name? Barbecue. <laughs> All right. <laughs> it must have got a good reaction the first time, so she's repeating it. Yeah. 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 She likes her baby bat, baby bat, baby bat. <laughs> oh. In the meantime, once again, go check out the Truck Camper Magazine folks over at truckcampermagazine.com. They have things that will help you have a blast with whatever type of camper you have, any question you have. If you want inspirational stories, truckcampermagazine.com has them. So tips, tricks, and inspiration at truckcampermagazine.com. Go check them out. If you haven't joined us yet on Facebook, we have an RV Small Talk community page where people can share pictures of their camping trips. They can ask questions, suggest topics for us to talk about, all kinds of stuff like that. So join us over at Facebook. We have an RV Small Talk podcast, and then we have our RV Small Talk podcast community page. Do that one. Do that one, (laughs) y'all. And if you like listening to our podcast, we would absolutely love it if you would go on Apple Podcast and give us a rating at five stars would be awesome. But that five star rating and the comments really help us to uh, actually get on the map and reach more people so that we can uh, share our content and hear back from them. So thank you so much. If you've gone on there, rated us. We appreciate it. In the meantime, we will put together more ideas for our next recording of the RV Small Talk podcast. Join us then and there. Thank you for listening, and we will see you next time. Stay warm. 